From WIS Politics in Madison, you're listening to Capital Chats. Hello, everybody. This is Kate Morton with WIS Politics here with a Capital Chats podcast brought to you by Spectrum. Today, I'm here with my colleague Adam Kelnhofer to talk about an interview he did with Assembly Minority Leader Greta Neubauer. So, Adam, tell us about the interview. Hi, Kate. Yeah, so we focused on some of the legislative priorities for the Democratic Party this session in the Assembly. Uh, Neubauer also talked a little bit about a proposal she made in a WISP politics luncheon recently to fully fund K-12 schools. That would be a bump from our current two-thirds funding model. So let's just jump right into it. Thank you so much for joining me on today's Capital Chats podcast. Representative Greta Neubauer, you are the Assembly Minority Leader. It is great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Good to be with you, Adam. Thanks. Um, so I just want to start this off. A uh, fairly broad question here. Um, what is your top what or sorry, what are your top two priorities this legislative session to get done? Oh, it's always so hard to narrow down to two priorities. Um, but I'll talk about two things that are very important for the people of Wisconsin that we hear about again and again in our communities, and I think have some real momentum right now in the state capitol. So the first is around additional investment in K-12 schools and particularly um, the mental health of young people. We know that our schools have been struggling to make ends meet for year after year. We've seen referendums across the state. Um, and I think we have reached a point here where I'm hopeful that we'll be able to see some significant additional investment. We, of course, have a record-breaking surplus, um, really thanks to Governor Evers' steady leadership. And now is the time for us to invest those resources in our young people, um, including those who are really in crisis due to challenges with their mental health. And then the second piece that I would point to is local government funding. Um, we have been stagnant at the state level in our funding and support for our local governments, which means that all of those essential services like our libraries and public health departments, our parks and community centers, our first responders and public safety all um, have been on the chopping block for years because our local governments simply do not have the resources that they need to fund um, those services. So we've seen, you know, communications from both sides here, of course, discussion around 20% of the sales tax collections going towards local government. We're still working out the details here in the Capitol, but I am hopeful that we are seeing this, you know, real um, sort of renewed commitment from both sides of the aisle on addressing shared revenue. Yeah, those uh, the shared revenue conversations are definitely interesting to watch. Um, you brought up school funding and also in uh, in the past with politics luncheon where you and Senator Melissa Agard were uh, participating. You brought up the proposal to fully fund uh, K-12 schools. Right now we have a two thirds funding uh, model. How would that exactly work? And do you know how much that more that would cost us than right now? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. So we, um, we of course, fund public schools at the state level and then local property taxes and local um, support is also critical in funding our public schools right now. We know that this produces unequal outcomes because of course property taxes vary widely across the state and therefore the contributions to local districts. And it continues the disparities that we see in outcomes for kids um, based on income level and race in Wisconsin. 
So what I hope to do over the next several years is move towards fully funding our public schools, right? I think in the um, in the last conversation we had, what I said is if I had a magic wand, right, I would love to fully fund our public schools. And what I think this budget does is it really does move us significantly in that direction. Um, it gets us um, up to 90% funding of special education over the next several years. Um, and just has a significant increase, of course, in general and categorical aids and um, other essential funds for our schools to function. So um, we're moving in that direction. I think we should continue moving in that direction. You know, think something that Wisconsinites agree on is that they don't like it when their property taxes go up and they want to make sure that their kids have every opportunity now and into the future. Yeah, so um, I guess kind of sticking with that tax issue and schools, uh, Assembly Majority Leader Robin Voss has pitched uh, the universal school choice model. He says he wants, you know, a, a voucher to kind of follow kids, uh, vouchers and backpacks, some have called it. What do you think of that model? So right now we're essentially funding two school systems. Um, we've got our public system and we have this private system that uh, receives taxpayer dollars. I don't think it's viable for us to be running two school systems, um, and especially when the private system um, does not have the same accountability as our public system. We've had challenges in Racine um, with some of our schools um, who are participating in, in the voucher program, the choice program. Um, and there was very little that anyone could do when there were issues at those schools with accountability because they're not overseen by a school board, right? And they don't have that elected participation in the oversight of those schools. They don't have to meet the same needs in terms of educating every kid who walks through the door, right? So my hope is that we can reinvest in our public schools to make sure that every kid does have a fantastic opportunity there, no matter where they live in the state of Wisconsin. Um, we have you know, so uh, much work to do in this state to make sure um, that every kid as we, as we move forward um, is able to get a fantastic education at the K-12 level, go on to get an apprenticeship or um, get higher education, get a great job, right? Have stability in their life moving forward. And so um, I just think that that has to happen through our public system um, where we can have that oversight, where we can have that back and forth um, with the public on the issues that they're focused on in their schools. And I don't think it's tenable for us to do that in two different systems. All right, got it. Um, <clears throat> so uh, kind of moving on to budget questions here, it's it's budget season in the Capitol. Um, there's uh, a, quite a bit of funding for things that you talked about recently, like mental health resources, school funding, um, you know, public safety, shared revenue. Uh, Republicans of the Joint Finance Committee have said that they want to bring Evers' budget back to base and get rid of policy provisions that have nothing to do with the budget. Um, I'm not an accountant, so I don't know exactly which provisions are only budget-related, but um, if or when Republicans do pull some of those provisions out, uh, what would you say to them? Mm -hmm. So I served on the Finance Committee, the, the Budget Writing Committee last legislative session, and so was part of the conversations where we traveled all around the state, we talked to Wisconsinites, and then we came back to Madison and started taking votes on the budget. Um, what I see in Governor Evers' budget 
are a whole lot of items that I heard about from Wisconsinites when I was out on the campaign trail last fall and that our members directly proposed to Governor Evers. There are a number of items in here that are um, proposals that came out of districts that that our members represent from around the state. We have the School Meals for All proposal from Representative Shelton and Hong, been working incredibly hard with coalition partners across the state. We have proposals in here to address climate change and our state's racial inequities and create good jobs that have been put forward by members of our caucus and the Climate Change Task Force um, the governor organized a couple of years ago. You know, what I see is a whole lot of things um, that Wisconsinites have asked us for. And so I hope that whatever the process looks like in this budget, whether that's initially returning to base and then continuing the discussion about these items, right? We know that these are the priorities of the people of Wisconsin. This is what Governor Evers ran on and was reelected in a real Wisconsin landslide on these priorities. And so I am hopeful and um, would ask, you know, of course, my Republican colleagues to really keep in mind the items that they hear about from people when they run into them at the grocery store and at their listening sessions, because I know that they are often the same items that we hear about in our districts too. All right, got it. Um, so, there hasn't been a whole lot of committee action quite yet. Uh, it seems like this, the latter half of this month, there's been quite a bit of action and there's been some, uh, I just got back from a criminal justice and public safety committee and, and it seemed like there was quite a bit of bipartisan support on every measure that went through that committee, at least in public hearings. Are there any other kind of areas you can see Democrats and Republicans really working together on in committees this session? Oh, it's a good question. I mean, I, I think there are many, you know, we know that the items that we're talking about, whether that is um, water quality or expanding access to uh, affordable childcare or uh, paid family leave, when we're talking about um, long-term investments in infrastructure, right, or building our workforce, uh, and making sure that we're addressing some of those demographic challenges with an aging population. Outside this building, these are not issues that are um, dividing on one side of the aisle, right? You care about childcare if you need access to childcare for your kid or your grandchild. Um, and so I am hopeful that we'll be able to see some movement on some of those issues. Um, you know, last session was a particularly partisan session. Uh, with only 2% of bills proposed by Democrats getting a hearing. I have, I, I guess I'll say I'm feeling a little hopeful that we're going to see better <laughs> this session, um, because I think, frankly, the people of Wisconsin made that very clear this election cycle, that they want us to be working on the issues that are impacting them and um, not uh, sitting, in, sitting in Madison and just blocking proposals. Um, let's say Republicans blocking proposals just because they come from Governor Evers. So I'm hopeful that we'll see some more movement on those items this session. And, um, you know, in many of those areas, I'll, I'll circle back to childcare, right? We really have reached a breaking point and we know that if we don't extend the child care counts program, we are going to see providers close and we are going to see people who cannot go to work because they have to stay home and take care of their kids. So I've seen some, uh, some recognition of that in, in the Capitol, and we'll hope that that yields some, some real policy. 
All right. So um, have you been able to talk with uh, with Voss or uh, Lemahieu at all lately? Yeah. So so we're in in regular communication, um, have had some good conversations about the session. And of course, our members continue to meet with folks across the aisle, um, you know, on their committees or on issues that um, they're focused on. So we've had some very good conversations. And of course, we're still early in the session. We haven't seen much movement yet. Um, so you can never get your hopes up on on the conversations, right? But I do think that we're um, in a strong position going into this session to be able to get some things done. All right, got it. Um, well, I think that's uh, that's all we have time for today. So thank you so much for joining me on today's Capital Chats. It was a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for your work, Adam, and take care. Yeah, thanks. You too. Well, Adam, we'll definitely have to keep an eye out and see if there are any opportunities for compromise between Democrats and Republicans this session. Yes, Kate, and if our listeners want to read more, they can head over to the website at wispolitics.com. But for now, I'm Adam Kellenhofer. I'm Kate Morton. Thanks for tuning in to Wispolitics Capital Chats, brought to you by Spectrum. 